Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. They say everything is a little bigger in Texas. Well, that certainly seems to apply for high school football. Friday night lights, multiple stadiums with seating capacities over 10,000 that cost over $50 million to build, a dizzying number of head coaches who make over $100,000 a year, and consistently being one of the top states in developing NFL players. So who is Randy Allen and why is he so significant in Texas? Stick around to find out. Team Snap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. As an all-in-one youth sports management app, Team Snap helps take the stress out of coaching, letting you spend more time with your team and less time organizing. As a coach, I love to track the real-time RSVPs, which lets me prepare for each training session, and I love to post scouting reports and discussion topics. As a parent, I appreciate being able to sync my kids' schedules directly into my calendar and use the team chat feature for timely updates on where to meet and park. Download the TeamSnap app in your mobile app store or visit teamsnap.com winning for more information. Football is king in Texas, with most towns throughout the state seemingly packed into high school football stadiums on Friday nights. One of the byproducts of the state's collective passion is the overall popularity of the Dallas Cowboys, nicknamed America's team based on the strength of its brand and its overall popularity, regardless of sport. But high school football is the lifeblood in many communities in Texas, which means head football coaches are key figures in their communities. And in Texas, few coaches command more respect than Randy Allen, who has been strengthening programs for over 40 years. Many get caught up with his victories and state titles, but I'm so excited for you to hear how he keeps all his players engaged and what inspires him to coach. Let's jump in. Well, I am so privileged to have with me as a guest, Coach Randy Allen, who is one of the most successful high school coaches in the history of Texas. Coach, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me. Thank you, Sean. Well, Coach, the first question I wanted to ask you is, I know I've seen so many stories about the positivity and the values that are just so central to your program. And I know you've won titles and won a lot of games, but which coach or teacher really encouraged and inspired you most when you were younger? I had great middle school coaches and high school coaches. Uh, Wayne Lear was a middle school coach. Uh, Moody Connor was a middle school coach. Merrill Green was my high school head coach. Henry Caldwell was my position coach. Hayden Fry was my college coach. And Jerry Moore was my position coach. And Hayden and Jerry Moore are both in the College Hall of Fame as well. But great men that I could follow their example and they, they live their lives in front of me. And I saw that the impact that coaches could have on young men like me. And uh, so I wanted to be like those guys. Hey, coach, what's one of the most valuable lessons you learned from them? I guess the care and the amount of time that they spent being the best at their job, but also they cared personally for me. And uh, we developed some strong relationships. In fact, my first job out of college, I was offered a job by my former head coach, Merrill Green. So 
I think just the care. I watched them. They were hard coaches on the field, but they were very personal off the field. They were humorous. They took a personal interest. They raised money in concession stand work for sending kids to FCA conference. Wow. Invited my, my family and I over to eat dinner at night, and I got to know their family. Uh, mm. So they were just uh, real life people and still very close friends of mine that are mentors and gave me many opportunities that got me into coaching. Now, this is a throwback question, but I find that just inevitably young people are going to have struggles and challenges as they're growing up. What's something you wrestled or struggled with in middle or high school? I think in college, I I got injured when I was a uh, sophomore and uh, I was running scout team running back and I got speared by a teammate on the ground in my ribs. And uh, I was out for, you know, a month, I guess, trying to recuperate. But during that sophomore year that I was redshirted, my best friend and I, Cleve Whitener, was on defense. I was on offense. We were both redshirted. So we decided that the only motivation was to be scout teamer of the year. So I ran the running back against the first team defense. And my motivation was to get that red Mustang and football banquet. And Cleve, his goal was to get the red Mustang for being a defensive scout of the year. We both at the football bank, we got those awards and they don't mean much to anybody else except Cleve and I, but you know, we did it, the hard work for our teammates and we gave them the best picture we could give them. And because of that experience, I have a real empathy for our scout team guys, not just the starters, but the guys that are on the other side of the ball, trying to give the best picture they can to make your team better. Coach, that's that's such incredible insight. And I mean, I'm sure you've heard this before, but, you know, it was shown in the movie Rudy, right, in terms of just how Rudy embraced his role as a scout team player and other players couldn't see it, but the coaches recognized it. Right, Coach? Right. Yeah. I, I'm sure you've had some of those thoughts, right, when you saw that movie about your experience at SMU? Yeah, I'm about the same size as Rudy or even shorter. (laughs) Now, Coach, I've seen in interviews, you know, that, I I mean, first of all, you played at Southern Methodist University, uh, a huge and successful program in Texas. But you've talked about the fact that you were not a starter and how much you embraced your role in the scout team. But how did that experience impact your coaching philosophy? Well, I started both ways in high school. Well, ever since I started playing, I was playing on both sides of the ball. So what it it gave me a better perspective, what every different player is experiencing on a football team. You got starters, you've got guys that are special team guys, and then you got guys that are not playing at all. And I think I can keep morale high on the team because I understand how those guys feel and they're not forgotten. I mean, we try to recognize a scout team player of the week. We recognize the 12th man, a guy on the sidelines that doesn't get to play, but helps maybe get water or helps his teammates out when they come off the field. We do certain things to recognize guys that are not in the spotlight, trying to keep the morale high. I think you can tell the morale of a football team by looking at the sidelines. And if those guys are engaged on the sidelines, you really got a team with high morale. Wow, 
that's such incredible insight. I remember seeing a clip of Gino Oriema, the head women's basketball coach at the University of Connecticut, and he talked in that clip about body language and how he would not put a player into the game if they had poor body language. <laughs> that's a good thought. Yeah, no, it's a really, really it kind of went viral there. So that was really interesting. <laughs> now, coach. You've been interviewed so many times, but in one of the articles I saw that you say it is not about the state titles or the many accolades you've received. So what is it that drove you the most to be a successful football coach? I think I was called a coach like a preacher's called to preach. You know, I feel like God called me to do this. He gave me the gifts that I can use in this position. I think that coaches impact young people more than anybody, maybe other than their parents. We spend so much time with our young men. And uh, two weeks ago, I got to recognize Matthew Stafford, uh, the quarterback of the LA Rams at halftime of our game. And the relationship that he and I developed over the four years that he played here. Mm-hmm. And then as he's continued his career to see him develop as a father and a husband. And he said, coach that night was one of the finest football moments of my career. Hmm. And just for him to say that and to honor him that night, let me understand again, how important a coach can, you know, what a difference a coach can make in a player's life. And you don't know what you say or what that young person's going to hear. That's going to make a big difference in their life. So I think it, you know, being intentional about what we say to players, taking the time to find out what's going on in their life so that we can say things that mean something to them and have an impact on them. And my goal is every year is to give our team the best chance to win. And to do that, I've got to be well prepared and I've got to study and give them the best plan. And I think that's how one of the ways you show your players you love them. Coach, we've all seen the talent that Matthew Stafford has, the athleticism that Matthew Stafford had. That is not a surprise to anybody. But Coach, what what's a characteristic that people may not know about Matthew Stafford that you feel is something that you thought was important and something that you really admired in him as a young man? I think Matthew has a great poise and confidence. I think he knew in the seventh and eighth grade he was going to be an NFL quarterback. I think... Because of that, uh, if you know his mom and dad, you know where he got his poise from. Mm. He is a very intelligent football player, and he understands how a team is bonded together. When he played for Holland Park, our players believed as long as Matthew was on the field, we had a chance to beat anybody. Mm. And if you watch the Super Bowl last year, if you watch the sidelines when Matthew came off the field, he was always encouraging his teammates he and Aaron Donald was doing Aaron Donald was doing the same thing for the defense that Matthew yeah, was doing for incredible. the offense. Yeah. But they had a great chemistry on that football team. And you could tell by the way the players reacted to both those two leaders that, that mm-hmm. they were that as long as those two guys felt like they had a chance, those other players were gonna believe. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com and go to the contact page. 
You can even leave me a voice recording. And of course, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, the go-to must-have app in youth sports. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time. We'll be right back. 